0: This is an Area Code podcast. Enough. I've had it with your mind games and your stupid gifts. I mean, what even is A Wrinkle in Time? It's a lovely novel. It's the story of a young girl's struggle with the burden of leadership as she journeys through space. Yeah, that's it. Am I supposed to be the little girl? I like you to be. Hi, I'm Richard Clark
1: and I'm Bethany Perkins.
0: We love pop culture.
1: And we love the Enneagram.
0: We are obsessed.
1: That's why we're hosting a podcast where we can get it all out of our system.
0: This is No Chill Enneagram Watch Party.
1: A safe space for Enneagram and pop culture fanatics.
0: And a pretty great idea for a podcast. Everybody. you're listening to no chill enneagram that was bethany perk <laughs> in, um our primary host and i am yep. the co-host richard
1: clark i did the Jr. hey everybody so i'm the yeah. primary host now <laughs> yeah, this is I, no exactly. chill enneagram
0: watch party watch party um thanks for listening everyone we're having a blast just Plugging along week after week.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Wow. You sound Um, like you're having a blast.
0: It is fun. It's fun. I like it. Like I had to take a a break from my beach vacation to record this, but it feels worth it. It feels like, oh, it's another thing I get to do right now.
1: Good. I'm so glad.
0: So, um, yeah. Well, today we're going to talk about Ted Lasso. Mm -hmm. Ted Lasso is available for you on Apple TV+. Plus. I think we've given a little spiel on this already, but, like, go into your app. It says Apple TV Plus on there. (laughs) There you go.
1: (laughs) I think they can figure it out on their own. Just look it up. I don't think they need a tutorial.
0: I feel like every time I tell people what service it's on, I have to also explain how to use the service. I don't think that's
1: necessary. It's a nice thought, though.
0: Thank you um, for saying it was a nice thought. So (laughs) we always start with our first segment. Describe that thing in nine words. You want to go first? Sure. Okay.
1: Not just about soccer, divorce, love, <laughs> loss, and friendship.
0: There <laughs> is this like a disclaimer and then some themes.
1: <laughs> yes. <laughs> Look, we only have nine words to work with. Okay. So, no, no.
0: Okay. Mine says, This coach will win your heart no matter what.
1: Oh, <gasps> Love it. Love because, that. Because,
0: I mean, the, the big, like, obvious standout thing about Ted Lasso is, like, his likability, right? Mm-hmm. Which
1: I is a little him. interesting.
0: It's, it has, he has a Pollyanna ish quality mm-hmm. to him. Yes. But like, I feel like Pollyanna was very unrealistic and they managed to make him feel, you know who I thought of while I was watching this? Who? I I thought of Fred Rogers.
1: Okay. You know who I thought of while watching this? (laughs) Who? Michael Scott. Oh, hear me out. I know. I just got. A little bit of Michael Scott vibes from him. He's way Mm. more likable than Michael Scott, but no one takes him seriously. Yeah. Like, no one takes Michael seriously. They think that he's just a big joke, and he he is trying so hard to get people to like him. But the thing that makes him different than Michael Scott is he he achieves it. He is competent. He's good at what he does. He is truly likable and lovable and respectable. But I just just at the beginning of how everybody else was treating him, it kind of reminded me of Michael Scott.
0: Did you like this television show?
1: (sighs) I loved it.
0: Do you think there's anyone out there that didn't like... This show is a lot like Ted Lasso in the sense that like people come into this like ready to be eye-rolling and come out loving it. I have yet to find anyone who doesn't love it. In terms of you're like, oh, brother, this thing. And then it wins you oh, over. but
1: I didn't go into it like, oh, brother, this thing. I went into it like, I think I'm really going to like this.
0: Well, do you think anyone doesn't <laughs> like this show?
1: No, I... It was delightful from beginning to end. Yeah. It was heartwarming. It was hilarious. I just enjoyed it so much.
0: I think the part where I was sold is the end of the first episode where it gets real sad. Yeah. (laughs) I was like, this is funny and all, but like
1: But it got real.
0: It got real at the end. And now I'm like, oh, now I'm intrigued. There's this guy has like a real life. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah. So our next segment. Is called Let's Type the People in This Thing. Yes. We should definitely type Ted Lasso. Mm Mm-hmm. Do we save him for last or we go now?
1: I feel like let's save him for last.
0: Okay. So then let's start with Beard. Coach Beard because I'm fascinated by this guy.
1: Okay, yeah. He's he What do you think?
0: I don't know. I mean, he has some non energy a little He's bit. He's got
1: to be a 5, right?
0: 5.
1: The way that he was like playing chess with that woman without a chessboard and he kind of yeah. like overwhelmed her with like just wanting to talk her ear off about like I can't remember what they were talking about but watching that scene I was like this very much feels like a 5 who doesn't know how to connect about anything else except for this one thing.
0: Uh-huh.
1: uh-huh. So he yeah.
0: um you don't
1: think nine though? You don't think nine vibes? A bit. I mean 5 and 9 are difficult to differentiate. That's true. On the surface. So yeah, I can see that too.
0: I could also maybe see six a little bit, but not really. Not no, <laughs> not beard. Never mind. I changed my mind. <laughs> okay. I feel like like he's obsessed with winning. That comes up a number of times. And the, the little speech he gives about two thirds of the way through the series that I really love this moment where he confronts Ted and says, Like, dude, there are real repercussions mm-hmm. to not winning. It yeah. super matters. <laughs> like
1: get your head out of the clouds for a second.
0: Yeah, I love that reality. conversation.
1: Yeah, I
0: feel like that's the most important conversation in the whole show because it really grounds the show in a, re- a real world. You know, mm-hmm. um, and and forces Ted Lasso to like grapple with the same crap that we all have to mm-hmm. deal with because there's a world where that could have not happened.
1: Yeah, you know. Yeah.
0: Okay, so he's a five. What mm-hmm. about um, Rebecca? The Rebecca. Big, scary-
1: Yeah, I mean, I definitely think that she's an eight. Mm -hmm. And her her pain point and what you find out is motivating her to be this vicious and cruel and heartless at the beginning is that she was cheated on and left by her husband. And she's just wounded. Like, she's extremely hurt. And then throughout the show, like, you see her vulnerability come out and like you see her soften and it's like so beautiful.
0: Do you know what really shocked me throughout the show is that at no point did she stop and go like, it would actually be better revenge if I just made this a winning team. Mm -hmm. Like at no point did she consider instead of making this team a disaster, I could get back at my husband by making this team awesome. Mm -hmm. And Part of me is like maybe that's like an 8 like has a plan and doesn't stop. Like just mm-hmm. is is obsessed with making it happen mm-hmm. and doesn't stop to actually like reconsider at any point like she needs someone else to do that for her. I don't know, but it was like a very strange thing about her.
1: Mm-hmm. I thought. Well, but then she did like so she came to love Ted and respect him and she yeah. came clean. And was like, "This is what I tried to do. and and then she, from that point on, she was rooting for the team. And yes, she, but like
0: it was it was weird to me that like in the constraints of like, I have to get back at my husband. Mm-hmm. that that wasn't a thing that was considered.
1: Well, how would it get back at him if the if the team did well? I mean, it would it would reflect well on her. But that's not as much of a punch to the gut as I took this team and I ruined it. <laughs> like,
0: I guess I feel like as and maybe this is where we transition into his number. Like, what is his number? Um, oh he dear is lord,
1: evil.
0: Here's a here's a theory I have about pop culture stuff. I think there's a trope, an enneagram trope, where. Um, Bad marriages that, like, like ruined marriages that are Mm -hmm. that are recently divorced or or turn out badly Mm -hmm. are um, two of the same numbers that just clash in a fireball. Yeah, I've seen this in a couple things we're watching that we'll talk about down the road, but like this is the first one I think where it's really noteworthy. Mm -hmm. He seems like a clear eight Mm
1: -hmm. to me. I don't know, maybe a three. Well, I think I can see the eight stuff because every time he comes into the show, he is trying to dominate her. He's trying to exert his power over her and control her. And she talked about how when they were married, he was trying to control her weight and what she looked like and what she was allowed to eat and just a lot of power and control things mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah and he seems like just the unhealthiest worst <laughs> possible yeah. like version of an eight just i do think worst.
0: like you get something a lot more like cinematic and explosive when you combine two unhealthy numbers of the same type mm-hmm. you know what i mean depending yeah. on the numbers yeah maybe not nines or whatever but like um, I think most numbers, especially the more proactive ones, mm-hmm. I think <laughs> you get a lot of
1: the aggressive types.
0: Yep, you yeah, you get a lot of drama.
1: Yes, totally.
0: Um, what about was it Keely?
1: Yeah, Keely. Yeah, Keely.
0: To me, this is super obvious, right?
1: What do you think? It's two. Yeah, I think one hundred percent. Yeah.
0: She's amazing. She's like She
1: is amazing. I love her. She's Ted Lasso
0: the the woman version. She is yeah. very very likable yes. in this show.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and she just decides she picks the two most like hardest exterior like grumpy mean people and she worms <laughs> her way into their oh hearts, both of yeah. them, Rebecca and Roy. That's true. I love it. I love that. What a
0: miserable life! Do you do you not find that to be a little sad? That no, that's it's her extremely whole life is...
1: gratifying at the end Whoa. when it works.
0: <laughs> that sounds miserable to me.
1: It's I mean, just like a bit, like definitely how she talked about how she always dated soccer players and she didn't even she doesn't even like the sport she doesn't even know why she dates them but she does <laughs> yeah and it's just like oh girl yeah that that must have been sad a sad time. Mm. it was because she was dating Jamie before Roy. but yeah I love the scene at the end when when Roy injures himself in the game. Yeah. And he's in the locker room, like, about to break down. Oh, my God. And that she scene comes in, yeah, and he's, like, yelling at her, like, yes. get out. And yeah. she just walks towards him. She doesn't say anything, and she just holds him. And they don't even show his face, but you can tell that he's crying. Like, he yeah. just fully breaks down. It's I was beautiful. crying. <laughs> it's beautiful. It's really
0: beautiful. It also yeah. makes me very uncomfortable and, like, not... I never want to be her in that situation. Like mm. uh it just sound it just is miserable. Makes you don't me. sad. do want to
1: comfort someone when they're feeling vulnerable?
0: When they hate me. When they're being mean to me, I wanna bounce. Yeah, you know? but he
1: doesn't hate her. He's just being, being protective. You, ha-
0: you have to admit he was being mean to her. He <laughs> was. Oh,
1: he was yelling at <laughs> yeah. her. Yeah. He was like, get out. But she yeah. she knew that he needed her.
0: And that's the key, right? It it mm-hmm. takes a like a kind of X ray vision
1: mm-hmm.
0: superpower to yep. know when that's needed versus like someone just being mean to you. Mm-hmm. I don't have that. I'm too self involved. I think it's funny because I feel like I pick up on people's feelings and stuff, but I don't mm-hmm. know what they need from me at all, mm-hmm. at all, at all. That's like the conundrum of my life. I think. Yeah. As a four, I feel yeah. like some people might not know what numbers we are. We should probably say that at the beginning of the show, of actually. Every
1: episode. <laughs> yeah,
0: I'm Richard Clark. I'm a two. I mean, I'm a four, <laughs> which just, just confused people. Okay. Um, anyway, Bethany, you're a two. That's why I'm you're talking about Keely, and I'm a yeah. four. Yeah. Okay.
1: What,
0: <laughs> what number is Roy?
1: I also think he's an eight.
0: Yeah. I uh, Yeah. Yeah. It's hard to imagine anything else,
1: yeah, he is very aggressive, but and he has that thing where he he protects the guy being bullied,
0: like mm-hmm. he can't help mm-hmm. it. he's like,
1: this is wrong the the little guy is getting <sighs> he, he's getting he's the advocate, yeah, he's getting literally beat up, and yeah. he just like steps in because no one else will,
0: yeah. And yes, he's totally. grumpy
1: about it. He's mad about it, but he did it. Like he cannot <laughs> right. stand to watch this guy get bullied.
0: And and, and Lasso sees that in him too, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's the really interesting thing. I think one of the things that is worth pointing out about Lasso is just that he sees, he's so if, skilled at seeing what people need, right? Mm-hmm. At seeing what people.
1: What they're capable of.
0: What they're capable of. I'm really interested to type him once we get to the end. I have a yeah. lot of thoughts, but um, yeah. okay. There's a lot of people in this show. I
1: know there's a lot.
0: <laughs> what about uh, Jamie?
1: Jamie, I think, is a three.
0: Yeah, he has to be. There's no question he has here. To I think be. we can and, move on.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what were you going to say? Well, they really show like his childhood wound of his father basically abusing him when he doesn't oh. perform perfectly.
0: So Even as
1: an adult, his dad does that to him.
0: When they showed the the scene and as an adult, when his mm-hmm. dad is doing that, oh my mm-hmm. gosh, that is a brutal scene. It is
1: brutal. Yeah, yeah. Man. Yeah, this show it doesn't, with the exception of Rebecca's ex husband, it doesn't really let you still think that everyone is a monster like they appear to be at yeah. the beginning. Like yep. You think Rebecca's a bitch. You think Roy is an a-hole. You think Jamie is a terrible person, but then you see why they are the way that they are. Or you just see them grow and evolve.
0: Um, All right. Higgins.
1: Which one's Higgins? Higgins. (laughs) Oh, the assistant guy? The assistant
0: guy. He's not an assistant. That's the really sad thing.
1: He's a little snake. I don't like Higgins.
0: So what does that mean? What number is he? Now you got to give him a number. You're going to hurt their feelings.
1: <laughs> well, because... Let's he just was- say he's
0: clearly unhealthy, whatever he is. Yeah. To some degree. He's got yeah. like an interesting like Jerry vibe. You know, from Parks and Rec, where he's miserable at work, but then he goes home and he's the happiest man on the planet? A yeah, when
1: bit. he got fired, <laughs> he <laughs> was living his best life. He really was. <laughs> uh,
0: which is sad. Yeah. I'm going to say counterphobic six. Okay. Or, or is it phobic six? It doesn't really matter. He's a six.
1: He's a six. Explain. I don't know if he's
0: counterphobic or phobic, actually. I can't decide.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, phobic is um, aligning yourself with authority and shrinking back from fear. Counterphobic is rebelling against or testing authority, being mistrustful, and um, rebelling against your own fear.
0: So So. maybe it's the phobic, I think. Yeah, because he um, just
1: kind of... he, He did like... The husband's dirty work when he was his assistant, and then he did Rebecca's dirty work when he was her assistant, and he just—it's just hard
0: for me to imagine any other number like doing any of that crap. But he's
1: not—he's not actually loyal, though. So I don't know if he's a six. I don't think he's really loyal to either of them. It's kind of
0: calculating, isn't he?
1: Yeah, he's just doing like what he needs to do.
0: He yeah, he like goes to work for the job. And then he comes home, and he's a totally different guy. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna make the call that we don't know what his number is. We can't possibly know, <laughs> yeah. as opposed to all these other fictional the other ones characters.
1: are. I didn't have a second thought about it, but yeah. yeah.
0: I think this guy like is a totally different. Like whatever that cello thing was, that's him, and we don't yeah. see that ever again.
1: His enneagram type is worm. He's a worm. Is what? He's a, a worm. worm. <laughs>
0: Maybe he's an Enneagram Zero. Ooh. Ooh. Okay. Um let's Nate. Go, let's go to Nate, the real Enneagram six up in this house.
1: Oh, see, I, I typed him as a nine.
0: Okay. You're about to be wrong. Oh Bethany. am
1: I, Richard?
0: Yeah. So I watched it with Jennifer, my wife, who is a six.
1: My and we wife. Were both my wife,
0: who is a six. <laughs> And we were both marveling at his arc. He's a phobic six, um, who is happy to be the person who's just taking care of everybody. Mm-hmm. You know, he's fine. That's his state in life. Whatever. He doesn't have a lot of inherent ambition. Mm-hmm. But um, the most telling moment is that when when Ted Lasso does that amazing thing where he says, "Write down all your thoughts and give mm-hmm. them to me," and then he mm-hmm. forces him to read them. Yeah. That is a situation that is like, I'm just glad I watched it because it's very good at like, like sixes can't convince themselves they know. They can't convince themselves they oh. know what is best. They yeah. can't convince themselves to lead yeah. until they're literally forced, yeah. you know? They
1: don't um, trust themselves.
0: Right. They don't trust themselves. And so they have to be shown to trust Mm -hmm. themselves. That's the Mm -hmm. growth piece, right? And so, um, yeah, there was a lot of that. And just just in general, I thought he carried himself as a six. I think a lot of sixes, one of the things, I think a trend in our discussions on the show will be that sixes tend to be supporting Mm -hmm. (laughs) characters um, for exactly the reasons we're talking about. And I think, yeah, I just thought this was a beautifully done arc for him. Oh,
1: I loved it, yeah. And then him becoming the like an assistant coach or whatever at the end. Yeah. I just thought, yeah, those are all those are all very good points. I thought 9 because he literally like is a nobody and thinks of himself as a nobody in the beginning. Yeah. Like when yeah. Ted learns his name, he's like in awe that someone learned his name and he doesn't really I just feel like he struggles to like know what, he, well, he has opinions. He just struggles to have a voice. Like he just doesn't yeah. want to share them, but he has them. They're there. And then, yeah, that moment when Ted makes him read all of his like thoughts to the team and he like finds his voice, it's like that moment of right action for nines when they just sure. they have to do something. And so they do it because it needs to be done.
0: I think what really convinced me was that he doesn't like the way he slips in under the door is like he he keeps slipping and back and slipping and back. When they show the envelope going back and forth under the door, that felt yeah. so Oh to me. Yeah, it
1: did. It did. <laughs> yeah. Well, six also and loyalty. Nine. This
0: dude is loyal. Let's just yes, be honest. he is.
1: He is. The loyal thing
0: is there. If we're gonna yeah. be stereotypical about it, what are yeah. the what are like the fears of sixes and nines? Maybe we can narrow it down that way.
1: Well, the six is. Needing safety and security, they sort right. of fear fear itself, and the nine is a fear of disconnection, and so they're avoiding conflict at all costs.
0: Huh. I don't
1: know, that but didn't they help sh- me they all. share a line. So sixes go yeah, to nine and security, uh true. nine goes to six and stress. So yeah, but yeah, I could be convinced he's a six.
0: Yeah. I'm I'm feeling strong about six only because it fits so nicely when I was watching, mm-hmm. but yeah, um, and also just Jennifer was so touched by that storyline, oh, like yeah. a lot. Yeah. All right, let's talk Ted Lasso. I think that's the last
1: one. Yeah. So,
0: man, I had a number at the beginning of the season, and I don't know anymore. Okay. So my number at the beginning of the season was seven. Uh huh. I think it's probably like the most obvious. Yeah. One. Hmm very reframe right? Mm-hmm. Like, reframes all the negatives into positives. Mm-hmm. But I also feel like he, like Fred Rogers, is a character that is so incredibly healthy, like, written so healthy. I, I do think, like, you know, perfection is kind of, like, in the middle of the circle. And he's pretty close to that in some I, ways.
1: I don't quite agree. I think that he has some flaws, which I think are seven flaws. Mm. I do see some of the pain avoidance. He, he had a nervous breakdown when he had to sign his divorce papers.
0: That's a really I good point. I think he
1: had been avoiding, That's really good, yeah. avoiding, avoiding. Like he knew that his marriage was over. He was the one who like gave permission for it to be over Yeah, in that very sad scene with his wife. And he got the papers and she kept calling him and he just, he was avoiding it. And then when it came time to do it, he literally had a panic attack. So I think that I was going between two and seven because he is so relational. He does seem to be motivated by wanting to get people to like him. Yeah. Um, but I think I lean a lot more towards seven because of that sort of... You see the fear in him about this, the divorce really happening and, and oh my goodness. the speech at the end, he, after they lose and he's Uh saying, feel the sadness. Well, first he says, there's something worse than being sad and that's being sad and alone. Yeah. And then he says, we're going to feel the sadness and then we're going to be like a goldfish and move on and forget about it. Yes. Which is actually a very healthy seven thing to say. Like he's not skipping past feeling that sadness and grieving the loss. Mm -hmm. But then he's like, and we're going to move on.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Not going to
1: stay in it for too long.
0: Yeah. As opposed to like pretending it doesn't exist Mm -hmm. for a minute. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Which would have been like his speech before the beard speech. Before Beard said, losing matters, losing mm-hmm. sucks, mm-hmm. and has consequences. Like, he he would have given a speech that was very different. That was like, you all did your best out there, and I'm proud of you. Mm-hmm. Um, and we should be proud yeah. of that. Kind of yeah. like he did at the beginning of the season. Yeah. In a way.
1: Yeah, that that speech that he gave at the end was just incredible.
0: It was good. It's time now for the our next segment. It's called Life Advice. Through the lens of the enneagram who are we giving life advice to?
1: Oh Bethany? man.
0: Ted Lasso doesn't need our help. He kind of does, I guess. He needs his family back. <laughs> <laughs> well,
1: does he? Like Well,
0: here's the thing about that storyline. I just thought from what we know of that relationship I mean, I guess we don't know much, but man, we like
1: we don't have enough.
0: It feels like really all they need is a little bit of his growth. You know, he just needs to grow a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, give that speech at the end of the season and then maybe he can try to try it out again or something. But try I don't know out
1: his marriage again.
0: Yeah, I really hesitate to say this, but I guess what I'm saying is it feels like he threw in the towel. They both kind of threw in the towel a little quick on that, especially for a married couple with kids.
1: It feels like, I mean, yeah, I'm never rooting for, I'm rarely rooting for a marriage to end. Um, But
0: I'm usually rooting for a marriage to end.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But it felt like he was the one who was holding it together for so long when she was just done. Like, it it felt like he... Oh, that's true. Like, he, wa- he didn't want it to end, but it was just like... And they really didn't show us enough. It was like yeah. she came to visit and then she was crying because she was just like, I don't love you anymore. I mean, if
0: we... So let's think about the worst case scenario and assume that's the case. Mm-hmm. Like, her dad dies and he's like be like a goldfish <laughs> basically like he's like trying to like rush her through the grief blow it off maybe he even like w- didn't want to do the funeral or something like you can imagine a Ted Lasso that is so caught up in positive thinking yeah. that he is not willing he's literally fearful of sadness mm-hmm. you know what i mean yeah um so that could make sense yeah but the line that I think he says something about she didn't like my optimism, mm. I think probably is a undersell <laughs> of maybe what must have happened.
1: Yeah, we just don't really know. Like, it's just kind of like by the time you figure out that they are having marital issues, it's like over in the next episode. So, yeah,
0: that's true. That's true. That does yeah. happen quick.
1: Well, just given the fact that. They did get divorced, and he signed the papers and stuff. I think his life advice is to move on stay stay in england do the <laughs> do the next <laughs> season.
0: Does Keeley need life advice? you think?
1: No, I feel like they all had such like good character growth. yeah, that I just like don't even yeah.
0: Maybe Roy. Like, he's got to figure out what he's going to do next. He
1: does, yeah. His whole identity is wrapped up. in.
0: My life advice for Roy is start practicing, like, f- like soccer announcing. Football announcing. Oh, I'm sorry. there you go. Like, start practicing your announcing chops because, buddy, you ain't playing very long.
1: He would be so hilarious as an announcer. <laughs> yeah, he he would, would just be mad and he would be, like, <laughs> yeah. swearing... Yes, he'd be perfect for it. that whole I scene. I could see it, yeah.
0: Totally. Well, our next segment is called... I forgot what it's called. What is our next segment? I don't uh,
1: have
0: it, me. Who the <laughs> is this for? <laughs> Alright. Um, who is this for, Bethany?
1: Freaking everyone. <laughs> I guess freaking
0: everyone is going to be like our version of two thumbs up. You know two what I mean? Two
1: thumbs up. It's
0: just, it's okay if it's for everyone every every episode of No Chill Watch Party. Yeah. that means we're picking good stuff. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I think it's for everyone. I, I would say that as a four, I was skeptical a little bit, a little bit skeptical that it would be like too mainstream, too happy, go lucky kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, But it wasn't. So, if, you, if it can win over fours, I feel like it is for anybody.
1: Yeah, if it's got a seven main character and it can win over fours. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I feel like fours like sevens. Yeah. It's just like you got you to gotta show where the sevens um, go wrong, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not going to watch a show. I will guarantee you I'm not going to watch a show about a seven just sevening out and being an unhealthy seven, and it all goes great.
1: Do you watch Brooklyn Nine-Nine?
0: Yes. (laughs) 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 That's a really good point. Spoiler, we're not there yet. We'll talk about that in the future, but yeah, that's a very good point, and we're going to talk about that. But I would say that's a flaw in the show that I wish wasn't there. Okay. And perhaps maybe isn't. I don't know. I haven't gotten very far. Have you watched the whole thing?
1: I've watched the whole thing. I love it. it. I love that show.
0: That's okay. well, a different kind of show, isn't it? Um, yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, what <laughs> What are we talking about next episode, Bethany?
1: We're we gonna don't talk. know, do we? We don't know.
0: We can't plan ahead to the next <laughs> day, so we definitely can't plan ahead to the next week. So we don't Correct. know what we're talking about, but check in the show notes. You will find out what we're talking about next week. Yes. It's going to be good.
1: It's going to be awesome.
0: Like Fred Rogers, but also like, what's her name from Jingle Jingle? The <laughs> oh, of Jingle yeah. Jingle.
1: Journey. <laughs> Journey? <laughs> yeah.
0: No Chill Enneagram is an Area Code production. It is hosted by Richard Clark and Bethany Perkins.
1: Look. Richard's a four. He needs your affirmation.
0: And Bethany's a two. She needs your love.
1: Follow us and send us your thoughts on Twitter at No Chill Enneapod and Instagram at No Chill Enneagram.
0: This is an Area Code Podcast.